Welcome one and all to the all new Thaiga podcast episode. This is me being brute and with me is Bogus Noog, the historian, the boring historian. Hey Bogus, what's up? Historians are always boring. It Good. is. I'm good. What's up with you? All good, Bogus. Today we are going to do a brand new episode. It's not easy. And the topic is history. Why why do we keep putting ourselves in this position? I know. So the definition of history is one of the most complicated definitions that we are having to explain in our podcast okay go ahead it's a documentation of the past wow that's the definition of history as straight as it can get but do you have anything else are we like classifying are we speaking broadly about history or are we talking about every kind of past tense i think every kind of past tense because it counts under history right so now when you say that are autobiographies also coming under the part of uh, his story yes of course okay great okay now that we've cleared the air mm-hmm. about what we are speaking about mm-hmm. why is it not easy how is history not easy i mean we all know it's boring right is that why it's not easy i think it's one of the reasons why yes uh, that it can get boring but also it always keeps building up right yeah. so if you had x amount of history to learn today mm-hmm. one week later you have x plus 7 days yeah i mean if you're really trying to be technical about it yeah so it's not easy because it keeps getting accumulated mm-hmm. but uh, helpfully every once in a while we have a civilizational wipe yeah a great flood and then <laughs> we start from scratch yes the downside with that of course is we also end up losing out on a lot of information that could have been a shortcut for us to uh, continue on from there and uh, what i'm talking about is related to uh, species with amnesia <laughs> an episode that we did early on yes. please check that the out. longer version yeah Uh, look into it it's a great episode yeah it's a two parter on the special yeah and wow. we vouch for it <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> um so i think but the main thing that makes it difficult difficult or the least easiest is there is no um there is no one version do you think that's what i was put? i was getting at like there's no conclusive evidence set of uh, you know data points that say okay this is exactly what happened in the time period that you're looking for because you always have different versions of history coming from different historians who documented it and even those people many times that i, I don't know if you noticed this but many times you're reading history mm-hmm. it would have been someone who documented it years after the fact yeah no one was doing it in real time you know like yeah. uh, as the war was going on yeah. it's not like one guy on the typewriter unfortunately no one was blogging yeah. you know like hey guys i'm on the battle of france right now you know this war going on napoleon he just oh my god there's no puri pie yeah. there is no who's that guy who became the ball? logan yeah logan paul hey guys what's up good morning guys yeah. this is the berlin wall being crashed down and I'm right here giving you live update on the feed yeah. please like and subscribe yeah. and share <laughs> Yeah imagine how horrible it would have been. Yeah guys you would not believe <laughs> Hitler just shot himself at least what they think but I saw him sneak away. <laughs> Where to Argentina Antarctica we don't know. But yeah yeah I mean it would have been a lot easier if that was the case. Yes yes. But what we observe is that it's been documented by someone like years after the fact so we don't know exactly the version that he himself got is authentic or not yeah and we don't know if he himself has any motivations or not because that's the other problem with history yeah yeah that is the point that i i have a problem with historians mm. is majority of the great historians mm. have either written out of experience yeah of say a holocaust or mm. or you know great depression mm. whatever or we don't know which side they are on exactly So 
either which way it's a very subjective perspective the one reconciliation we have to mm-hmm. that is history always at the end is you know it ends up being written by the victors yeah that's you know, another that's what problem they say right yeah so i think one way we can sort of uh, take a guideline is whatever version of history we are able to access today mm-hmm. it's all by the victors yeah so we we don't get to see the side from the side who lost right you know we don't get to see that version of the story yeah it's very funny that you mentioned uh, some of the historical events mm. you know because if you look at world war 2 mm. the conventional history that we learn is of course there was the allies and yeah. there was the axis of evil right. and then the allies beat the axis of evil yeah now all of this version of what happened who are we getting it from well who won <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> who are left <laughs> yeah and that's a problem with history also right the one who's left yeah the guy who survived yeah. will eventually write it yeah and because he survived it's like a great story oh yeah right and because the other guy is dead and can't like tell the story anymore yeah. i can write whatever i want yeah you can paint it i can be like i i touched a guy with my finger on in between his eyes and 20 people died like yeah. boom yeah so that's the tricky part about history and that's why i think it's not easy to follow it understand it comprehend mm. it yeah the one guiding thing that we have is whatever you're hearing is by the victors yeah that's the only thing that you know yeah and that also doesn't really lead you to a conclusive uh, sort of state yeah. but it's just thing that okay whatever i'm knowing whatever i know today mm. is one version i i can draw an analogy of how history is written mm-hmm. and in a very corporate sense for example yeah you you see when a sales guy is trying very hard and then he closes the deal and then he is supposed to write a dissertation of the sequence of events and what were the things that worked in his favor what are the challenges he got blah 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 right now irrespective of how easy or tough that situation was i mean the broad principle is if the client wants to buy he'll buy yeah you know it's mostly that yeah so even in a straightforward deal like that where the client really wanted it he was the one who was gunning for it and like he made things happen and basically you as a sales guy mm-hmm. won the deal when they write the dissertation they invent challenges yeah of course you know they glorify every little hurdle like if this guy didn't respond for four days and like it's the result of aggressive follow up and like extreme rapport building and relationship management blah blah yeah. blah yeah so you know when i started noticing this and i'm i'm not taking credit away from any sales guy by the way by mm. saying this it is a very tough place to like survive yeah. and actually perform but i think it's very similar to how history is written yeah once you close a deal you apply any logic to it it stands true yeah because you already know the outcome yeah you know the starting point you just have to fill up the middle that's it right so history is also i feel like is kind of written like that it's it's just written by an extremely competent sales guy mm-hmm. who knows what will sell <laughs> like you know yeah and that's the reason why i'm totally put off by uh, biopics or yeah. any movie that says it's based on true events they shouldn't say that <laughs> i mean i never believe it because i know exactly what's happening there like you said yeah. they have a starting point they have the conclusion and then in the middle it, they're free to just play around yeah and they ha- there there is a romantic angle which nobody knows of yeah and i'm like i <laughs> this is something that always made me like really frustrated how the hell do mm. you know the romanticized version of pan singh tomar you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> how the hell do you know the romanticized version of manaji you know the guy who broke the mountain the mountain man and all yeah 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 i'm always wondering like how do you know 
how do you know they were making out so romantically so seductively <laughs> like for all you care they were drunk as fuck and they just don't even remember what happened yeah but no they have to like glorify that romantic side of everything has to be romance i don't know why is that the case and people who watch that majority of the times they think okay this is based on true events yeah this is uh, a true story hence it's true hence whatever i see in that yeah. is true yeah you know everything <laughs> Yeah. That's a huge problem and that is what these people get away with yeah. sort of by massaging these uh facts and mm. these are uh, true uh right events. Events. My take is very simple when it comes to why history is not easy. Mm-hmm. I am like a kind of at least as when I started off what you see is what you believe kind of a person mm-hmm. right and every time i see history being written by someone who's contemporary and he's writing about what happened in indus valley civilization for example mm. i always used to feel off the bat i used to be like you didn't see how do you know yeah that was the kind of attitude i had mm. like you weren't there you weren't there like 4 bc yeah how do you know what happened by looking at a rock impossible come mm. on you need to build like iron man level simulations to actually see how it was back then even in that history channel when they build those shows right like yeah. pompey what happened mm. and they're like this is exactly how this guy died or etc and i'm like how how do you know yeah i was just reminded of like with your sales example like how they were cooking up facts right mm. we watched the show witcher yeah. recently mm-hmm. so in that there's a moment where uh, the main character the witcher geralt just goes through a fight with a monster and he and uh, this jaskier mm. are returning after the fight mm. and on the way he makes up a song about it mm. and immediately this guy turns to him and says that's not how it happened mm. you know why are you saying all the, those things the ballad guy right the the bard 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 yeah huh. so he immediately turns to him and says that's not how it happened the way yeah. you're singing yeah because he was using all flowery language yeah. and all and this guy was like, but that's not what, how it happened mm. and the bard just says reality doesn't sell uh, or it doesn't make for an interesting poem yeah or something like that yeah. so i just think that is where when it comes to historical retelling of events mm. or sorry retelling of historical events in art form when it comes to that we have to be very suspect of that yeah whether it is these biopic movies or if it is these poems yeah whatever unless it is boring <laughs> you know written by some old guy who is just making you sleep yeah anything that is catering to your appetite for mm. entertainment mm. anything that is titillating you anything that is tantalizing mm. we have, we have to be very suspect of that yeah i think the best way to identify good history is what is boring yeah because in reality that's how it is yeah and the problem with history is also the problem with news today like if you want to really get to understand what may be happening because you probably will never get the full picture yeah because there's always gatekeepers of information trying to protect their own piece of you know profit profit or their own piece of uh, information hmm. you have to first take it from one source then you have to figure out okay who's against this people yeah. and then you have to hear go their, to them yeah go to them get yeah. their version yeah and now clash these two together and see like what's remaining yeah and uh, what's crumbling down yeah and then you're like okay maybe i'm getting a slightly better picture yeah so even in history you have all of the time historians going against each other yeah like one historian has one version another one has another version there's very clear biases there yeah. very clear uh, you know motivations on interests also interests propaganda yeah, yeah, messaging because, yeah you know they also have 
have backers and they also have funds yeah. or people who fund them yeah so when you get history from one source you almost have to go back to see what else has this historian done and or said what's been the trend because there's always a trend and then you have to figure out who is against this person what are they saying about what they said so it's again so much work for you yeah if you really want to you know try to get somewhere close to like what happened that's the best piece of advice that i got especially not from a history perspective but from an autobiography perspective mm-hmm. i was reading steve jobs uh, autobiography oh yeah and uh, i read the whole thing and i was like whoa this guy is inhuman mm. and there's this person who i you know look, look up to him in the sense that he reads a lot more quality reader mm. and i was just talking to him about the book and like you know what before we even get deeper into what you're going to say about steve jobs my suggestion is no matter whose autobiography you're reading yeah. right always pick one character from his life and see if they have an autobiography and read their version too right and that's exactly what i did i i read wozniak's uh, autobiography mm-hmm. because he also wrote one mm-hmm. then i read the autobiography or the book of the the pepsico i keep forgetting that guy's name i think jobs only had biographies right i don't, I don't think he no. ever wrote okay uh, in a sense autobiography yeah, i think yeah. biography right uh, i i read his biography then wozniak had his biography yeah and then the guy who he hired that scully scully mm. i read his biography mm. right where he i mean then i get i got the whole picture i was like okay this is exactly what happened in the room yeah because there were three people involved in the room so it's not just about listening to one perspective mm. so that was the best piece of advice i got they're like the story is not complete till you hear everybody's version but look at your effort there because your effort tripled like you started off wanting to get to know jobs or whatever his life and all that but because you had the intention at least that okay i want to get to the bottom of this i don't want to just take one version i want to maybe get a clearer picture of what probably was going on now your effort had to be tripled almost you had to go through was then you had to go through john scully, scully yeah. and john scully was just one incident in jobs yeah career. but then you get a lot of insight of what yeah, built yeah. up to that incident of course but uh, the the thing about jobs biography was for me the red flag was it was i felt it was too glorified too favorable uh too glossy i don't know i i don't have the word to his for personality it. like it was too flattering yeah it was like too much like how can he not have unwow moment types yeah. you know it, which is why i felt like it was inhuman and now i'm able to say this because i've read the other side of the story mm. but if if anybody just reads his biography right it's very easy for you to get mesmerized yeah yeah right because you see what he has come out with mm. and you read these things and like oh this is i'm never going to be this yeah but there were definitely downsides the huge um, downsides huge downsides the downsides yeah the neglect of his family estrangement the list goes on i mean yeah, like there's a lot it is you, one way i mean we're going into a different topic but how i look at it is the two ways to look at it one is if you really want to play the game at that level mm. these are inevitable sacrifices yeah right you have to wade your way through this you have to become thick skinned about all this the other way of looking at it is like yeah, there are downsides there are downside as an individual or people who are connected to you they suffer a lot because of your pursuit or your maniacal you know maverick behavior or attitude Yeah no I was just stating those things uh, not as a digression but because if any of our listeners 
only know like one version of jobs hmm. this is a good example yeah. to show them that history is yeah. deeper than that like there's more to it like so uh, layer on layer on layer if it's anyone cabbage. yeah if anyone <laughs> wants to start getting to know charlie chaplin yeah oh yeah the first thing they'll get to know is what a genius what a creative uh, artist and you know pioneer of cinema and all of that but it's only after you go really deep that you figure out that okay this is a man that nobody could stand to be around nobody could live with this guy yeah because he was that much of a fanatic a fanatic that much of a perfectionist yeah you know he held such high standards for everything around him yeah it became difficult to live with him so it's only after you go through a certain uh, amount of effort or time that you get to that point which is now it gives it puts everything else in perspective right yeah it's not like this perfect guy who had like three loving children <laughs> and you know great family life yeah it's like and it's not also like happily ever after yeah 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 so and that stands true with everybody i think like i mean again it's primarily about biographies and stories of individuals but in general about history also mm. i think the best way i can put it is history is like a cabbage Mm-hmm. when you start like cutting cabbage right and then you look at the remaining pieces you can't really say which is the first piece yeah you know it's so distorted it's so torn out into such small pieces mm. that you can never say which was the first piece and which is why it is not easy to comprehend history yeah because there's a lot of there's a huge problem with just getting the victor's account yeah. you know because we don't know what this person did to actually end up being the victor yeah it's like instagram you only see the happy pictures <laughs> Yeah exactly because like you see you have Lance Armstrong you know if he was never caught yeah he would have been like there would be tiger statues woods. yeah tiger woods there would be statues of these guys yeah but that's the problem with um, you know just getting the victors account and yeah. not knowing um, and by the way they're aggressively suppressed you know the other accounts apart from the victors account Hmm. It's not like people don't put any effort or something no there's very conscious effort to like completely to suppress any other version I think more than suppress it is about basically disintegrate just disappear yeah dis- like wash it off yeah but yeah i mean so many things that we can get into mm. uh, to explain why it's not easy we'll try to look at why it is important mm. to know history and it's history of any kind it can be history of biology planet earth civilizations like individuals any form of history yeah it's just to expand on that history of a country history of your state yeah. history of your uh, culture or your people yeah. you know your own uh, uh, set of people uh, or history of your family or your own history your own history individual history yeah which is not very exciting but still but like, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> like you were there and mm. still it's not exciting so what does that tell about you no because we tend to have very selective memories right in what we remember from our childhood and formative years etc this is what people tend to get shocked when they go through things like therapy and something like that where they would finally recognize that oh the things that i'm doing in my middle age you know the things that are really screwing up my life right now actually go all the way back and the seeds are way back there in my teens in my school days something happened and that sort of kept accumulating 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 and now even when i'm an adult right now you know that same thing is causing me to screw myself up a lot of people have these breakthrough moments in therapy or you know things like therapy but that itself shows you that if you had had enough awareness of your own history 
enough self awareness then uh, there would have been no reason for you know you to pay someone by the hour to just try to dig things out of you because it's all there like they are not inventing any story mm. they're they're getting you to tell your story so it was always yeah. inside you but somehow it was not bubbling up to the surface where you never really realized yeah i agree to that so it's it's a straightforward answer yeah that's what i mean on an individual level yeah. but slightly larger than that also like i feel a little um short changed right now that i don't have the entire history of my family tree you know i think there there could have been a lot of uh, useful information because when you're talking about history of your family tree you're talking about genetics you're talking about hereditary stuff you know you're talking about wills and lands that you lost exactly <laughs> you know and you know. you're also talking about just information that impacts your life mm. and it impacts possibly if you have kids it impacts their life you know medical information whatever it is yeah. so all kinds of history it's so important because ultimately we are all in cycles right so the future they say the future proves the past yeah. which is whatever has been happening for years and years and years we tend to keep repeating that so if you were aware of what was happening in a given situation or what in general happened what can happen you sort of can anticipate and you can predict uh what might happen what might happen and that yeah. puts you at such an advantage right yeah that's absolutely true uh history repeats itself is probably another thing that we don't quite understand i feel as to how it does hmm. we only are able to identify after the event has happened rather than you know before the event has happened yeah and that's that's i think it's because of our laziness as humans but uh the other thing which i feel why history is important is you know every subject needs a particular attitude to mm-hmm. understand that yeah it needs a certain kind of mind share it needs a certain kind of i don't know what is the word for it i think it's aptitude if i appetite not appetite but like if you need if you want to understand math yeah you need to have like an analytical mind yeah, right yeah. if you need to understand science you need to have you know a logical kind mm-hmm. of mind so so on and so forth mm-hmm. so same way history also needs a certain set of like a persona of mind Right. right a type of mind to understand history right now the best part about it is what we don't really care about is that mind share can be developed mm-hmm. right like if you start reading say if you start involving yourself in math you eventually become analytical yeah right if you start doing a lot of literature reading you mm-hmm. eventually become creative or whatever yeah. articulate yeah so why history is important reading history is important is forget about whether it's true or not mm. forget about whether it is the right version or not mm. just the fact that you start consuming history you start developing a certain mindset and that mindset again will lead to pattern recognition for example okay that mindset will lead to foreseeing things mm. understanding how things get unfolded right. understanding the probabilities better of decision making for example right. if i make this particular decision then what is the probability of where i land up yeah right with respect to where i want to land up what's the probability of reaching there and yes you know economists have like those analytical this thing where they can do probability better blah, strategic blah, blah. models strategic models etc yeah. oh, sorry statistics technical models yeah even strategic you can say that because mm-hmm. they are strategists right mm-hmm. end of the day they do all this packaging and all and this is once again a very interesting thing that one of my friend has told who's again a very good reader we were talking about what you know what are the books that you're reading and he just told like about a bunch of historical books okay and i was like why are you reading this like when did you get into history he said i want to read history and know history because i want to do well in stock market yeah yeah 
For sure, yeah. You know, and I was like, what? Like, I thought you would probably read business books or like CEO books. Why are you reading history books to do better in stock market? And he said, whatever is happening today in our industry Mm. is basically because of something that happened 200 years back. Somebody figured out aluminum is important. And today we are are still scratching the surface of how we can use aluminum. Yeah. So by knowing how aluminum was used primarily, Mm. I can now know where they might use aluminum next. Yeah, yeah. Right? And just one of these examples that he gave. It's a very hypothetical example. And he also said, it will take me 10 years of reading such stuff yeah. to actually come to like a credible level of predicting these things. Yeah. And that that's a very smart thing to actually take up, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. History is discarded as just this boring subject, which is about, oh, this king became A, B, C. But we never ask the right questions to his historians, you know? Mm. We need to ask like, why did this event happened. Mm. I don't think we ask enough why questions in history. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the other problem is I don't see, I've hardly seen any historians openly just say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They always seem to... Just know. Just know and (laughs) they seem to have an answer for everything. Time traveling bitches. That happened like uh, thousands of years ago. Yeah. That's a problem. Like, as long as these people feel job insecurity... In a field like history, yeah, by saying, "Oh, this question, we actually don't know the answer. We mm. are going to figure it out." There's going to be a major problem. Like if they yeah. feel pressure to always have an answer for something, yeah, we are the ones losing out by asking those questions because they're, they're giving us bullshit now. Bullshit, no, absolute nonsense. Yeah, but, but yeah, your friend yeah. is right because the markets ultimately they tend they just respond to people. They mimic. He says the exact word he said was the stock market mimics whatever happened 200 years back. You know, which is again which if you is, look at it it's people you yeah, know, it's if you people, study correct. people and if you study what people have done because the reason why I say it's people is because the stock market has been gamed hmm. uh, a lot of times it probably is being gamed right now it's gamed 24-7 so, 24/7. Yeah. so if you want to even understand that gaming aspect of it how exactly it is being played how exactly it is being gamed your plans can account for that as well. Yeah. You know, but you are ahead of the curve. You are ahead of the curve, but you just have to widen your scope of attack to include that as well. Not just what did the stock markets do, but how did they play around with the stock market? And that's exactly why I feel for the group of people who don't get into history because it is boring, Mm. because they see no value, then just like a nudge to them saying that don't be under that misconception that history doesn't have value. When you read enough history, it won't happen in one or two books or three or four books. But eventually you start seeing a beautiful pattern of how we as a civilization have been, you know, like a sinusoidal wave and in unison. Mm. It's not that it happened at one side, it didn't happen the other side. You'll see the interconnections really like beautifully. I would also suggest don't get too distracted by, oh, this is a time where we have internet and we have skyscrapers. Whereas that time they didn't have any of that. They didn't have uh, 24-7 electricity. Doesn't matter because it's people. It it is people today. It was people back then. then. Whatever they did, the decisions they made, eventually we might end up making similar decisions. So We we make similar decisions. It's just that on what we make, those decisions are different. It's as simple as that. But like the nature of our decisions are basically the same. And the reason why it is the most important, of course, it's adding on to what we were discussing, is it is the most important input to judgment or decision making. Any kind of decision you want to make, any kind of judgment you want to make, which has a high enough stake, hmm. if you don't have all the proper input information, you're end up you're going to yeah, end up you're making taking the a wrong, half-baked. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're taking half-baked information, and you're going to end up making the wrong calculations, pretty much. Did you ever experience something where 
history has taught you this yeah. like i i remember i was telling you that initially before i got into history it was all about like it's all fake like the same things history is written by winners yeah, yeah. you know and i had the attitude of you believe what you see mm. so i really didn't dig deep into it but eventually when i got into history the thing that i started observing in myself mm. is i became more open to ideas mm. you know i became more open to concepts i stopped having that rigidity that saying that oh this is not suiting my ideology therefore this is this is wrong yeah you know that kind of dissolved now i don't think about things like that anymore it's more like i agree to disagree but let let me hear you yeah yeah you know so that helped me a lot it helped me in getting more information right. understanding things better right and that was a big plus of my experience of reading history or getting into history i learned not to conclude yeah i learned that there can be so much more yeah it's just that i am able to only think up till here exactly so i stopped putting full stops yeah to my read of things that is one aspect of it the other aspect that i feel history as a subject has helped me is you kind of know where to look for answers mm mm-hmm. when you are searching for an answer for a question that you have most often they not we are trying to create an answer yeah but when you start reading history you are like oh you know what i can relate to this right. though it is like 20000 years back right. i can relate to this and slowly you'll start realizing that okay i think if i need an answer for tomorrow i might still get that answer sometime in the back yeah. in the past and what it has also done is it kind of humbled me saying that i am not smart exactly yes we are we have this you know common ideology that we are the smartest generation of human species yeah. blah 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 no having internet and figuring out things is not the smart thing having nothing and figuring out fire is a very smart thing mm-hmm. you know not knowing what fire is and creating fire for yourself is a really smart thing yeah and you understand the implication of that though it looks like a simple act mm. of just creating fire but imagine you are trying to create something out of zero imagination you have zero idea or experience of fire yeah and then you are creating fire and then making use of it yeah so it kind of humbled me to the fact that okay i'm not we are not smart i think it's time we accept that mm. and start taking reference of what has happened in the past that single idea has basically helped me respect a lot of what my grandparents and my fathers and all have told me yeah yeah so these are the subtle changes that history kind of opened me up to yeah that humility that you spoke of is or enabled you to stop concluding yeah and stop putting a full stop yeah that itself i think if someone can develop that quality hmm. it is such a big win in life because you're going with 60% confirmation 80% confirmation but you're always leaving that room yeah that wiggle room for flexibility that i'm almost sure but if any surprise comes then i only have to react to that surprise part because rest of it i've already got covered in my 60 70 80% i don't think it's already a win but it's a great tool to have i mean that's my humility speaking by the way bogus <laughs> having humility is a great tool to have in a broader sense you don't have to like show it but mentally you should have that in your mind no i know i'm saying it's a great win over you know where the conventional uh, thought processes are hmm. where they tend to jump to a conclusion really quickly yeah oh yeah they say the black oh, or yeah. white yeah you know and it's then it's binary when they find out it's not the case hmm. then almost the rug gets pulled out from their feet and yeah. the whole world comes crumbling down yeah. they're numbed to do anything then immediately depression <laughs> they're, to- they're too shocked you know yeah. 
so instead of that this approach where you're not really concluding with full conviction hmm. because you're humble enough to know that you probably don't have all the information so with whatever information you have whatever patterns you could see yeah you're thinking okay this may maybe the approximation of yeah. what might be I'll going be on. in the whereabouts yeah I'll be in the whereabouts and then they'll figure it out and that's fine by yeah. the way it's fine to be in the whereabouts so yeah but broadly that is what my takeaway from history was yeah and it's not easy because mm-hmm. i'm talking about like 7 years of reading history and then there is my friend mm. who has read a lot of history to a point now he understands how he can use history mm. you know as a tool to build something very practical for himself 10 years ahead in future yeah, yeah. so the possibilities are infinite with doing it but it's all about first and foremost like to embrace history and say that yeah I, i'm going to like start start reading it or start getting into it yeah in my case you know because uh, i think this will also help a fresh listener hmm. to understand when we talk about history we are not only talking about kings and queens yeah queens and uh, battles Unmarried and all that stuff <laughs> because we are talking about also cycles that repeat yeah you know in the human condition one is i'm sure everyone would have noticed there are always these things that we keep regretting th- mm. that we keep bitching about from generation to generation uh you have your elders coming in saying you need to listen to me you need to listen to my advice because when i was your age mm. i did not do this and because of that i paid this much all this price yeah. so if you listen to my advice you'll actually cut through all that bullshit yeah. and you'll get the advantage and the young guy would always be like ah you don't know what yeah. you're talking about it's a new generation that was 100 years back yeah bro. the clothes are all different today <laughs> <laughs> you know it always keeps going yeah. there's always that uh, the other cycle is oh we always tend to realize the value of something or someone mm. only after they're gone yeah you know loved ones etc that is one thing that stuck with me mm. and i kept noticing this trend where people kept crying about not expressing their appreciation or the gratitude mm. for someone special in their life while they were there mm. so that once they left now that was an unending regret you know it was yeah. not like they cried about it for 2 years yeah. or 3 years every time it comes every up every time it keeps coming up it keeps yeah. bubbling up and there's no reconciliation there's yeah. no resolution to that right they probably take it to their grave you know hmm. and when i saw that i was like i mean when we know that this is a cycle hmm. when you know this was repeating why don't we just break the chain break the chain you know break the cycle take a look at okay who are the people that are really special hmm. like who do i think i have really less time with hmm. right now let me prioritize <laughs> them first <laughs> Yeah. you know we're talking about like for example grandparents, grandparents you know absolutely so i just found that in my example when i did that when i tried to break the chain it was not easy yeah because anytime you go against the stream you know it is not going to be easy yeah the stream is this constant cycle of regret but you want to stand up and you want to walk backwards and say no i want to do this that i don't want regret majority of the people don't do then yeah. obviously you're going to face uh, you're going to find it not resistance. easy yeah. yeah you're going to feel resistance yeah. of some sort friction that's exactly what i felt but i still kind of powered through it and i still did it and it's always given me a lot of uh, fulfillment or a lot of sense of contentment mm. you know and satisfaction that oh these people know or that person who's not there today they knew exactly yeah. what they meant to me and yeah. because i actually opened my mouth and said it yeah i was not just like hanging out or mm. i was not just always there and all mm. that bullshit <laughs> but actually i opened my mouth and uh-huh. i said no this is what you are to me mm. this is why you're so special mm. you know all that stuff mm. and i always feel really good about that yeah it's it 
you have lesser baggage yeah lesser baggage and i just don't see what's the point in singing songs about them once they're already gone you know while when you're with them it's a matter of celebration of the victory no that, that is that is there but when you're with them huh. they never heard it from you you know that you felt that way yeah the best hack for that is they are looking at you now from up there. yeah uh, they are looking at you now <laughs> like they have no work they have no other where but, but that's an example in a very colloquial like personal history kind of sense mm. that whatever cycles we observe once we you know the history once you know these cycles exist mm. you can choose to break them yeah and and you know which cycles to break yeah you know which matter to you which matter to you which which and which cycles are the ones which are like uncontrollable like yeah, yeah. you can't be like oh tsunami comes every once in 20 years i'll go stop the tsunami i don't think yeah. like you'll become very practical about these things yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. start understanding the nitty gritties of oh this is how life is mm. it's a big question i mean it's a broader point but what you say is is so true and so necessary because according to me Rather, mm. unless you are like ridiculously smart and high iq or whatever right. there is no avenue for you to do pattern recognition yeah tell me one other avenue that you have apart from history where you can learn pattern recognition which is important for you i'm not talking about like you know economic crisis or even mm. for that you have to go back into the history, history right yeah, yeah. but there is no other place where you can understand pattern recognition and the thing that we have to understand is mm-hmm. it doesn't matter which history yeah you know it's not about oh i'll only read history about the mughal empire mm. or i'll only read history about how america rose yeah. read any fucking history yeah. you will eventually understand patterns yeah. because they're all the same lady pattern you have to cast the widest net yeah. possible yeah. like you can't be too selective yeah. because you never know where these patterns show up and the more patterns you see emerge mm. it makes your hypothesis stronger yeah your conviction gets stronger yeah mm. so you you know that okay this there might be something to this here you are reducing the rate radius of your whereabout right from where you want to land right. basically right and that is why you know history is important yeah. but once again because of the fact that history is so layered and mm-hmm. history has so many different versions it is not easy to yep. get into history and that is why history is not easy Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at thigap and we are underscore thigap on Instagram.